The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's now time for A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. From amazing stories to colorful personalities, join us as we go in-depth with the men and women that make up the Oakland Athletics Organization. It all starts right now. Welcome to A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. The first week of A's Cast Live has been absolutely fabulous. We had a blast doing it. And we're giving you coverage that's just unbelievable of your Oakland Athletics. And the way it's going to work is, for games are at 7 o'clock, we're going to be on from 4 to 6. And then usually games, we won't be on before day games, we'll be on after the day game at night, after the post-game show. And then for games in the central time zone and the eastern time zone, we'll usually be on an hour before pregame. So, for example, if the game's at 5 o'clock and A's total access is going to be at 4.15, we'll usually be on from like 3 to 4. But A's Cast Live is a live show that's made for you, baseball fans and A's fans, giving you the best possible coverage you could ever have. The best coverage, I like to say, since the team moved in 1968. And to kind of show you what we're able to do, because we're setting up for home games right at the end of the A's dugout. So when players get done with their workouts or they get done with batting practice, they're able to come over and check us out and and get on the program. And it's very unique. We're the only team in Major League Baseball that has a 24-7 streaming station. We're the only team allowed to do it, and we're the only team with a live streaming show that can give you A's every single day, Monday through Friday. And we're going to take a lot of that great content and turn it into A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend, like we are doing right now. And first up, it was really a treat to have the two Mats, two of the best defensive players, two of the best players in the American League, two Gold Glove winners and a Platinum Gold winner. Here is Matt Chapman and Matt Olson on A's Cast Live. Your two Gold Glove winners and the Platinum Gold Glove winner are going to be stopping by here talk to us on A's Cast Live. And this is what's so sweet about what we're doing is the fact that we can have them over right after BP and bring them on. Chappie, how you doing? Good, how are you? We are doing wonderful. How much fun are you guys having with this streak? Uh, I would say a lot of fun. It's definitely uh, a lot of fun. It feels a lot like last year, and I just hope we keep it rolling. I need to apologize to, to Mr. Olson, Matt Olson here, because I had him on in Tokyo, and then that was the game he hurt his hamate bone. I don't want you, want you ever to think that this is a jinx here. No, it was your fault. <laughs> how are you doing, and how are you feeling? I'm good. Um, you know, I, I told everybody when I came back that, you know, I, I was going to be 100% when I came back, and I had the guys telling me to, you know, take it slow, chappy, and, you know, the guys who have gone through hand injuries before, and, uh and now that I'm back, I feel fine. Good to go. You know, I talked to Bob Melvin earlier today about, you know, how much fun you guys have. And that's what we really saw with 97 wins last year. And as you just said, you're starting to feel those vibes that you had last year. Because once you guys hit June, you took off. I think the great thing now is that you're doing it in May and not waiting until June. Yeah, I, I hope that, that that is the case. Because last year, you know, we, we were kind of playing, you know, 500 baseball up until June. And then things took off and we never looked back. So kind of has that feeling right now. Uh, I mean, there's still a lot of work that has to be done. But we have the experience and we know what we got to do to get where we want to be. And I think that... Um, 
we just have to keep that confidence, but just keep working hard and not get complacent. You know, this is really a historic day because what we're doing right now, nobody else in Major League Baseball has ever done this. We're doing a live show that's streaming. No one else is allowed to have an A's cast on TuneIn. So you two guys, we really appreciate you stopping by because I think soon all 30 teams will have this, but we're the only team that gets to do it. And we'll all look back someday and say, wow, this was a historic day in Major League Baseball. The first one. So when I think about Matt Olson coming back, what does that mean for you defenders having him come back and what he allows, like especially for you and Marcus, that you can take some chances because he's so great at digging the baseball out? 100%. Um, I mean, just look at our record ever since we've had him back. I mean, he's so important to our team, uh, just his presence in the lineup and on defense. And, I mean, the amount of balls he takes away from the four hole, the double plays that he gets turned at first base, and then every infielder has confidence to throw to him. Um, and you can, you can, you know, even if the guy might be safe or whatever it is on a bang bang play, you're not afraid to chuck it over there because you know he's going to make a play. So it's just great to have him back. And I mean, the proof's in the pudding. Look at our record. I was watching you earlier today, and you were you were bunting, and you've been getting some bunt hits. I absolutely <clears throat> love that. And do you think? You do it enough, they're going to have to change how they they defend you with all the different shifts? Uh, you know, we'll see how they adjust to it. Uh, that's obviously the end goal. Yeah. I, would, I would love to, you know, be able to be a little out front and roll a ball over into the four hole for a hit. But, um, you know, obviously the the statistics are there and they're playing me there for a reason, um, you know, because I, I do hit balls in that four hole a lot. So... Um, you know, we'll just have to see what they do. You know, even if it opens up the six hole for me, an extra pitch. You know, a lot of guys would move back with one strike from the guy up front to shortstop. And when I started playing, uh, whoever whoever the last team was in here, they were staying in even with two, even with one strike. So that opens up the six hole for me. And you know, maybe maybe one day it'll be back to normal. I noticed it in Detroit when Chris Davis knocked a couple through the right side where second base would be, all of a sudden they started changing how they defend you. So that's something that can be really big. Is it frustrating, though, when you get up to the plate and you see everybody on the right side? It's not frustrating. Um, you know, I understand why they're doing it. Uh, yeah, I, I would love to, <laughs> to get a couple hits in that four hole or, you know, uh, the balls I hit up the middle get through there. But, uh, you know, I understand why they're doing it. And, you know, I just – I got to take what the defense has given me. I got to be a, a better hitter, more professional hitter, and, and hit it where they're not. Chapman Olson with us here on A's Cast Live, and I think about a home run in three straight games. What's going through your mind right now when you're red hot like this and keeping it going? <laughs> I mean, definitely just trying to keep it rolling. Uh, it's nice when we're winning ball games and just not really trying to do too much. I'm just trying to help the team and try and take good at bats and just been lucky enough to drive a few baseballs. I was kind of scuffling there a little bit at the end of the road trip, just tried to make some adjustments and be simple. And hopefully, you know, this success doesn't make me try to do too much. I'm just gonna try and stay within myself and just trying to keep taking team ABs. You make a lot of dramatic plays out there and it's a lot of fun. And I was trying to tell people earlier today watching you you practice these plays, and it's one of the reasons why you're able to make these plays. Definitely. I mean, you can't you can't expect to do something you've never done before. Uh, so I just try to replicate a lot of those plays. But mostly it's just me and Bo Mel trying to one-up each other. He always, <laughs> I, I try to, like, just 
that last one I tried to go as far over towards shortstop as I could and he kind of takes offense to it because I tell him he doesn't have enough juice to get it by me. But it's just like for fun, but you got to practice those plays. Oh, no doubt about it. And, you know, one thing that in baseball now we're talking so much about bullpens, right? And, Matt, I, I, I think about what your starters have done during this streak. It has been absolutely fantastic what your starting pitchers have been able to do as they've helped you win 10 in a row. And your starting pitchers are right now are 8-0 in the last 11 games. Talk about the length and the quality you're getting out of your starters right now. Man, it's been unbelievable. Um, pretty much since we got to Detroit, the guys have been lights out. Um, just putting together really quality starts. Even even when guys are coming out and not having their A stuff, uh, you know, Mengden's last start comes to my head where he was up throwing a lot of pitches. And, you know, I think he threw around 100 pitches in four innings, but he found a way to keep it to one run, kept us in the ball game. And, you know, on days where you might not have your best stuff, to be able to keep us in the game is huge. And these guys have been just putting out quality starts. And you two can talk about this. The guy going tonight, you know, Frankie Montas, when we were down at spring training, we didn't know if he was even going to make the team. And now you think of what he has done for your guys' staff. You can both talk to this. Adding that splitter, he has become your best pitcher. 100%. I mean, he looks like an all-star to me. Uh, just every single time he takes the mound, you, we expect to win the game. I mean, I, obviously we expect to win every game. But when he takes the mound, we feel confident he can go up there and beat anybody. And throws a lot of strikes, works quick has strikeout pitches, but also the ability to get ground balls and gets after it, and he's a competitor, and it's just fun to play behind him. Yeah, I mean, you watch it, you look at his last few years, and, you know, he's kind of bouncing back between AAA here, bullpen, start. Um, for him to be able to, to kind of grind out those years and, and come back this year and, you know, get some good outings under his belt and get that confidence going, I mean, he's a completely different guy on the mound right now. and. Uh, you know, I think there's no question that he's he's one of our guys in the rotation. You know, that's something you and I have talked about because you did that. You were up and down and up and down, and you survived that. Can you ever pull somebody aside and say, hey, this is what I went through, and you can survive that because it is so frustrating? Yeah, it's, you know, it hurts the confidence a little bit. Um, you have to take a step back and, and kind of look at the business side of it and understand. And, uh, you know, I've, I've talked to Barreto before. Um, you know, it's, it's no secret that he's had a, a few stops up and down the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, I just, just wanted to remind him that he's still young and that he's a great player and that obviously the organization still has a ton of faith in him. But, uh, you know, the, the up and down is just how the roster is right now. And he can't do anything about that. All he can do is, is go out and, and control his play on the field wherever it may be. And, um you know, if I ever run across somebody kind of in that same scenario that, that I was going through in 17, I try to give them a little insight to, to what I felt during that. Well, I'll tell you, as you guys are trying to build this thing and win on the field, we're trying to do the same thing with this. We're trying to give A's fans the best coverage they've ever had since 1968 when they moved here. And so I can't thank you guys enough for stopping by. This is a big day for a lot of fans who are finally getting their due. They love you guys, but they're finally getting their due. They're getting to hear more from you guys. And the A's are finally going to have the coverage that they deserve. And we appreciate you guys stopping by, and good luck and win number 11 today. Thank you. Awesome. Thank appreciate you, Chris. Matt Chapman, Matt Olson. Doing a the two Mats are great, and they are going to be special corner pieces for this organization for a very, and I mean a very, long time. Also a big part of this team is TNT, Blake Trinan and Lou Trevino. 
And as they go, the team goes. And I know it hasn't been the greatest start of the year for them, but they need to get hot as the A's need to really start winning some games, especially on this road trip. So the two big right-handers, the two fireballers, came over to talk to us on A's Cast Live. Here's the interview. One of the really cool things that we have here with A's Cast Live is the fact that we can be on the field next to the dugout, have the access to the players. And my next two guests are a big part of why the A's won 97 games last year. They're a big part why this team has another shot this year. The all-star Blake Trinan, Lou Trevino. Guys, it's great to have you on. And this is kind of a, you know, a lot of people don't know, and I, I know they haven't talked to you guys about it, but this is kind of a historic thing in baseball is we have never had, nobody in baseball is allowed to do this. We're the only team in baseball allowed to stream live and to be on the field and talk to the players like this. So it's really cool that you guys made it out. I truly appreciate it. And we'll start with you, Blake. You know, how, how are things going for you this season? Uh, you know, I, I think it's going pretty well. Obviously, trying to make some tweaks and, and be a little bit more consistent out there. I demand more, uh, I guess, results uh, as, a, as a player and as a competitor and myself. You know, um, and last year, obviously, it's tough to compare anything as to, as to what I was blessed with last year with this team. Um, but, uh, but you know, I'm trying to go out there and, and just do my job when, when the save situation's on the line or whenever it's tied to, to put up a zero and, and, uh, and give our team a chance to win. Uh, or at least stay in the game until, you know, maybe Lou rolls in there for two or three innings. Who knows? You know, you guys, I've noticed this. You guys are really hard on it, uh, on yourselves. You know, you know, you know as your, your own worst critic, as some people would say. And I know, Lou, we've talked about this before. You really, it's, you guys expect that excellence every single time you come out. Yeah, uh, I think that if you don't, if you're not striving for perfection, I know you'll never, you'll, you'll never attain it. No one will ever attain perfection. But if you're not striving for perfection, then uh, you tend to be a little more uh, closed-minded in, in, in certain things, and you kind of, you know, you, you tend to stay the same. Uh, I know for me, I'm always looking to, to improve what, what I what I do uh, and improve pitch quality, um, location, stuff like that. And I'm always trying to have a perfect outing. And I know it'll never happen, but you know, I know I know with Blake too, you know, and. A lot of the pitching staff, you know, we, we strive to be the best we can, and, and that's how you stay ahead of everyone else. Everybody is always making adjustments. It's like you make adjustments from the first day in the big leagues all the way to your last game in the big leagues. So talk about, like, those adjustments that, you know, because people would look at you and your stuff and say, my God, you had one of the greatest years. Why would you make any an adjustment? Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't really know. I can't answer from, like, a fan's perspective, I guess. But, like, for me, like Lou was saying, you're always trying to find something because the league will try to figure you out, and you can be as elite as Craig Kimbrell and Kenley Jansen and Zach Britton, guys who predominantly one-pitch, two-pitch pitchers, right? Like you look at Kenley Jansen, dominating cutter, he could throw it 100% of the time of the year and have a great season, right? Zach Britton, same thing with his sinker. Craig Kimbrell with his fastball-slider combination. It's, you know, guys are out there and blessed to do that, and um, – you know, yeah, I could probably go out there and, and run my sinker. It's not, it's not Zach Britton's sinker. You know, I can't throw it like him every single time. You know, analytically, people might argue one way or the other. But for me, I'm not, I'm not stupid. Before I came here, my sinker against lefties was a 340 average pitch. So I'm not going to run it out there every single pitch to lefty. Do I eliminate it? No. But I have to find a way to be more combative. So I come here, I get to play catch with Lou, and he's got, from day one when I saw him, probably the best cutter velo-wise and action-wise. It almost plays more like a slider with cutter velocity and, um, so how, how can I take advantage of a resource like Lou and, you know, playing catch with him, messing with grips, having an opportunity to play with Tanner Roark in D.C. between him and Lou, you know, I've tried to develop a cutter and, 
you know, some days it's it, last year it worked really good for me. This year it's it's hit and miss at times. Um, it's a good pitch to to help offset. Um, you know, is it going to sink one way or is it going to cut the other way or is it going to stay true uh, heater-wise, you know? So um, if you can find any way to keep hitters on their toes and more of a balanced approach as opposed to leaning and cheating to certain pitches on different corners of the plate, I think it, it, it bodes to your advantage as a pitcher, and that's that's all I'm trying to do. Well, I it's, it's still shocking that Kimbrell does not have a job right now, and yeah, he's going to have one It's a little through. ridiculous, actually. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's really sad, and I think things need to change. Let's end on this, and just for both of you, when you talk about playing catch with each other, it's interesting just the simple game of catch, what you two can learn from each other. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, for me, catch is the most important time in, 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 in my whole entire day. Uh, you don't have to throw 100 miles an hour every pitch to, to learn something. I know I have a little different approach than than most people. Uh, sometimes I think it drives trying a little, little crazy, but like <laughs> I, I I literally will lob I will lob everything. I don't put anything behind it. I'll be 60% effort, but I'm just trying to feel something out. You know, he he might be a little different, um, and uh, most people are different. But I'm 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 a big feel guy, so I, I like to something that. I like to uh, I, I like to feel things. I like to feel the fastball off, off my fingertips, trying to feel it out in front. Same with my cutter. Same with my two seam. You know, I'm, I'm a big feel guy. So, and then with him, you know, with the sinker that he has, sometimes it makes me try a little harder to make it move as much as his does. But uh, but yeah, I mean, to have to have a guy like Blake um, as a, essentially a mentor. Uh, it's, it's it's pretty special. How about the chops on Manaya? It's, I mean, who? <laughs> Epic. I don't. I, I could never rock chops like that. And the fact that he's done it for what two weeks now, and he bought a top hat like that dude is. He's incredible. Ebenezer Scrooge, man. Yeah. The Samoan Scrooge. I told him he looked like a Samoan, a Samoan Elvis is what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. That's Guys, we appreciate the time. We know you got to go, but thank you so much for stopping by. As we're launching this, it's big to have you guys be a part of it. Of course, what you guys do is epic for this team, and we appreciate you stopping by. Good luck against these Astros. It's going to be a good series. Oh, well, thanks, thanks, Chris, for having, thanks us. for having us. Yeah. And then truly one of my favorites came out of the clubhouse to come down and chat with us. That's Liam Hendricks. It's, it's, it's amazing what Liam and his wife are doing for so many different people and for animals. And he jokes around, maybe we're taking on too much, but they're all about helping and making sure that kids don't go home without food on the weekends, helping people, helping diversity, fighting against cyber bullies, and teaming up with Tony LaRussa and ARF. They truly want to make a difference with their platform. And I have nothing but respect for Liam Hendricks. He's a good guy, but more importantly, he's just great people. And he's going to do everything he can every single day to make life better for everyone else. Here is my conversation with Liam Hendricks on A's Cast Live. Liam Hendricks joins us here on A's Cast Live. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How about you guys? We survived last night. The, we did. The, the we gala. Survived. I won a couple of items, so we're good. Did you really? Yeah, I bit. I apparently, according to my wife, I'm a bit of a hoarder when it comes to silent auctions. So <laughs> I put my name on a couple of things. I didn't put my email or a phone number down just in case. There's some crazies around. You never know. Do you want to share what you got? Yeah, so I uh, I got two signed like miniature San Francisco 49er helmets. Yeah. Don't know who they are, but I got a buddy who's a huge Niners fan, so I did that for him. Uh, and then I got a escape room night for my wife and I, big fans of the escape room, 
it's awesome. I mean, you gotta you gotta pick who you go with. I've been with some players before, and that's the only time we haven't got out. So you gotta pick your favorite, pick your pick your people, and we uh, we need some smarter ones. Yeah, the one last night that I thought you know is is a great is the Chicago trip because the A's are going to be in Chicago for a week, so you get to play the Cubs, you play White Sox, you get to travel on this trip, and. Uh, and because you can only do, you only do it in four places: San Francisco, the Bay Area, L.A., Chicago, or New York. And that's good. that was a trip that was up for auction, which is going to be it's going to be a fabulous trip. Yeah, I'm excited for that because uh, I've never been to Wrigley yet. So every time we go there, I tend to either be hurt or just not around. So I'm excited to go to Wrigley for the first time. I'm excited to jump into the Ivy because that's probably what I'm going to do. And we got an off day in Chicago in the middle, so we got three off day three. So. It'll be good. We get a chance to walk around the city. I love museums, so uh, Chicago's great for that. they got a, uh, a bunch of stuff to do around the city, which is always cool. And my parents and stuff are coming over as well, which will always be nice. Yeah, I, I, I think about those old stadiums because we don't have a lot of them anymore, right? And the old Yankee Stadium, we still get it with Fenway Park. You're going to get it with Wrigley Field. Is when you go there, you think all of the greats that played in the National League, they all played in this stadium. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Like uh, going to Fenway, uh, you go into the Green Monster, you sign your name on the wall, and uh, it's a pretty cool feeling. So I've got that done. Uh, in the visitor's bullpen, there's actually a little framed plaque in there that's the uh, the last to wear number 42, which is Mariano Rivera. So it's uh, that's a cool little thing. He signed it. They framed it up in the bullpen. It's just a, it's a little cool piece of history that you don't see in many places. Yeah, the history there. And, and, and if you're a foodie, that's the other thing about Chicago. What I always say about Chicago is, is that it's a huge town – but it's like Midwest values. The people are really nice in this huge town. Obviously, your, your wife from the Midwest. And that's the one great thing about you. You go into Chicago, and everybody's great, and the food's phenomenal. Yeah, the food's great. I'm a big fan of deep dish pizza, so I love going to Chicago. They've got a great array of steakhouses around the city. And my personal favorite right now is RPM Italian. So it's uh, they've got an RPM steakhouse and an Italian. And pretty much every time we go, we go to RPM Italian. It's just my wife and I, it's our restaurant we go to every time we go to Chicago. Tell me what you think about the opener. Some people love it, some people don't. Obviously, you're someone who's now been doing it for two years. Yeah, I didn't like my last one, uh, but that's just because I gave up two runs. That's uh, <laughs> It kind of defeats the purpose. Obviously, the point of an opener is to go out there, you're facing the top three or four hitters, and the starter or the length, the longer guy comes in after that, and he doesn't have to face the top four guys until for the third time until later on. So it just kind of extends the outing a little bit, but... Um, it only works if the opener's on that day, and unfortunately the last time I wasn't, and I faced the first seven guys, and all of a sudden it defeats the purpose. But um, I don't mind the fact, and I like the reasoning behind it. The reasoning behind it is obviously you get your starters in deeper into games, but at the end of the day you throw the first inning, then you've got a starter who throws five, then all of a sudden that's six, and then you start thinking about the bullpen anyway. So, I mean, the reasoning behind it's good, but the practicality of it, I don't know how it's going to last long term, and um, it all depends on how the healthier relievers are as well. How big is it for you is that you have been a starter, so you do know what it's like to start a game? Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely plays into it. Uh, obviously, for me, uh, it's just I'm relieving the first inning, and that's what it means. Um, I don't take a different approach. I go out with the team. I, I play catch. I stretch at the normal time, and it just means I get on a mound just before the game instead of in the sixth, seventh, or whatever I'm pitching. So um, I don't think – like starting a little bit has to do with it just because I think it's a comfort level. Like I've done it before, so I know what I'm doing, but I don't think it comes into – comes into the effect as much as you think. I talked to David Force, a general manager, yesterday, and I said, hey, with the way that you're pitching, you know, 
take out the opener, are you now going to be pitching later in games like a bridge guy to get to Trevino and then trying it? And he said, yeah, I, I see that happening. And he talked about, you know, the tick up on your fastball. Talk about what you've done to get that fastball a little bit, uh, a, a little more velo going. Yeah, I mean, realistically, I didn't do that much. I mean, I just uh, – I. When I went down to AAA last year, I came. I went down there. And I was like, "Look, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out how I want to do it. I'm not going to kind of listen to anybody. I'm going to do what I've done in the past that has made me successful." And um, yeah, it's just it's long tossing every day. I throw the exact same amount every day, no matter what. If I've thrown two innings the day before, if I've thrown an inning, if I've thrown three innings, every day I long toss regardless of anything. And that's just I think for me, it's something that helps build arm strength. Some guys get arm strength from throwing bullpens. Some guys get arm strength from not using their arm as much. For me, it's using it as much as I can and throwing it as hard, as far and as hard as I can. You know, Coco, who was just here, he had to go back up to the press box. We were talking about how there's so much information that they have for you guys. There's so much. But Coco said, some, you know, for him, see ball, hit ball. I like what you just said there. You know what? If I'm, if I'm going down, <laughs> I'm going down doing it my way. Sometimes you just have to say, hey, leave me alone and let me do what I need to do. Yes, yeah, so like um – Every organization has their own views on the way they do things. And that, I'm not saying a, any organization is wrong or any organization is right. It's just every player is different. Like Ryan Madsen and John Action, they didn't like to throw that much. That was their thing. They didn't throw very much. They do it every now and then. But they're more the guys who just kind of like roll it over, roll it over, and then game time comes and they're throwing 100. For me, it's I need to throw more. And it's just every guy's different. Every guy does their shoulder stuff different. Like uh, obviously there's been guys that have gone down by doing certain team shoulder rec- uh, exercise and all that. And – some people just, their body can't handle that much exertion. And some people, it's just, that's what makes them feel better. And for me, I like throwing as much as I can, and it just helps me feel better. You know, one thing that I think of with, like, Trevor Bauer, and you're seeing him, he plays the, I would say, the furthest long toss I've ever seen for a start. It's like he's going foul pole to foul pole. So, obviously, he's got his ways to go about it, and every organization that you've been in is probably different. Yeah, without a doubt. Like, I've been lucky in the fact that uh, there's been guys in the teams that I've that have been that I've allowed to be, like, do it. I mean, uh, like here, I, I'm now playing catch with Joachim Sari, who goes long every day. Uh, in Toronto, it was uh, Mark Lowe who went long every day. And it's just, you get those guys that go long every day, and it, uh, it you need the partner. I was, like, earlier in the year, I was wearing out at bullpen catches. They were, <laughs> we had a couple cutoffs in the middle. I mean, I mean, they, they had to ice their shoulders after playing catch with me, which I felt bad about, but at the same time, I need, I need to get ready for this game, so... It's like you like. It's like you need to have the the jugs out there and shoot it to you, and you throw it back. Oh yeah, we had a. Uh, there was one time I think it was I think it was Pittsburgh actually that uh, uh, <laughs> Padrique came out and was actually hitting fungos to me, and I was throwing it back to him. So, I mean, it, you got to do whatever you can do to get it out. You know, one thing that I have so much respect for you is the fact that you and your wife have said, you know what, we're going to use this platform to help people. And also to help pets, as you've teamed up with Tony Larusa and Arf. Just talk about all the different things. A lot of people do just one thing. You and your wife have multiple causes. Yeah, we're not afraid of spreading ourselves a little too thin. So um, right now we're doing. We we obviously do a lot with animals. We've got uh, I have to count now. We have got seven. So we got seven animals ourselves. We got five cats and two dogs. Um, four of the cats are with my mother-in-law in Florida. They can't. They don't travel with us. But uh, we got two dogs and the cat with us here in Oakland. Uh, yeah, but we do a lot with, um, there's an organization out of Chicago, which is called uh, Players for Pits, which I've been on the board for that since 2014. So I speak at their gala every year. 
and it's a cool experience. Like when we actually go to Chicago, um, we're heading out on one of the days there to see their new facility that they're breaking ground on so that they can actually take care of pit bulls and they can do it all themselves without having to outsource and make sure that they've got a vet in line and everything like this. They're actually going to have the facilities themselves. So that's pretty cool. Out of Houston, which we're playing these guys right now, but out of Houston we've got Mission Canine who deals with ex-military and police canines and they're trying to retrain, rehabilitate, and rehome these police dogs into civilian life. So they've worked their entire lives. Now they get to retire and, uh, and ride off into the sunset. So they're, they're working on retraining dogs so they can go into like, just civilian lifestyle. And then talk about the, the, I believe, backpacks for kids. It's, it's, it's the, it, it, you make sure that kids, when they go home on the weekend, make sure that they have food. Yeah, it's called No Kids Hungry. Uh, Blessings in a Backpack is, uh, is a sub of that. And it's, um, yeah, so, you know, obviously in schools out here, you go to school, some kids have the supplied meals that you get at school. Like some kids bring, this, bring their meals from home, some kids just have them at, the, uh, at school, and when they go home, sometimes they don't have the access to the healthy foods or the, the correct foods or enough food to be able to survive. Just be able to like work and make sure that they're, uh, they're growing in the right way. So this company, Blessings in a Backpack and No Kid Hungry, they send backpacks home with the kids full of food. They've got meals for the weekend, they've got snacks, they've got everything they need. So it can take a little bit of stress off the parents and a lot of stress off the kids as well. So the parents can go out there and just do what they need to do to be able to, like, supply for their family and themselves. Yeah, I know. My wife is a teacher, and it's just, it, 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 it just hurts the heart so much when you know when a kid's going home on the weekend and there's not much there for them and there's not much that the, the teachers can do. So what you're doing is phenomenal. And, of course, tomorrow night is going to be a big night here. We're expecting a big crowd. It's Pride Night tomorrow night. Yeah, pretty excited about Pride Night. So every, uh, every year I kind of try and take the mantle, take the reins with Pride Night and do what I can to uh, kind of promote it a little bit. We've got the, um, yeah, so it's a great night out there. Like, uh, my wife and I have been really passionate about LGBTQ rights for a long time, and it's just something that we have just always gravitated towards. We have, my wife has uh, uncles that are gay, and it's just, it's part of the family. They've got actually the longest marriage in the family. So it's like, <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love the experience. I love guys coming out there. They've always got the best dance moves for whatever reason. I mean, there's always the same guy. Every year I've been here, there's the same guy dancing on camera, and I absolutely love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> I have a good friend who's gay, and he's using my tickets tomorrow night. So yeah. I, 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 it is, it is, uh, it's always a special night here in the Bay Area. Whether they're doing it in Oakland or they're doing it in San Francisco, it's always a great celebration. And it's always a great crowd, too. And, of course, you got got a damn good ball club over there against the Houston Astros. Yeah, it's always a great night. It's a fun night. We get a really good crowd for it, which is awesome. And it's just it's a cool like. Oakland is really good with doing. They got a bunch of nights. They got a. They kind of cater to everybody, which is a really cool experience. So tomorrow night obviously starts off Pride Month, and uh, it's just a, it's where well, I'm excited to be a part of it. That's for sure. Hey, thank you for uh, always giving us your time. You're a fabulous interview, and what you do for so many different people and animals, it, it's a wonderful thing, and it's great having you on Ace Cast Live. And uh, good luck in this series against the Astros. Right, thank you, I appreciate it. And, if I've got a, a little bit of time, I'd like to talk about one more thing. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're actually starting a cyberbullying campaign. Um, I don't know if uh, anybody who follows me on Instagram that see that I posted something the other day. Uh, I got a quite uh, rude message from a fan after my opening experience. It, uh, I, it looks like it alludes to sports gambling, so that was, that was a fun one. But uh, So I decided to post it and show the ugly side of what having social, like, having social media is about. So I've, uh, we receive a lot of hate mail and a lot of things online that uh, it's tough to deal with sometimes. Usually I can brush it off and, and just delete it and it's out of my life. But for whatever reason, this one stuck with me. 
So I decided to post it. I blasted it out. I actually used Trevor Bauer. He helped me out with it as well, and he uh, he reposted it as well. So, I mean, it's just it's an, it's something that we've been extremely close to because my wife was bullied as a kid. I was bullied as a kid. And then we've both dealt with some extreme cyberbullying throughout our, throughout my career in baseball. Like uh, we had some wives back when I was first coming up that uh, they uh, they wrote some really nasty things, right? Like that I should do, like that I should leave my wife, that she should go kill herself, that she should do this and that and that. And it's just it's something that we kind of really want to promote. So we're actually in talks with the A's about trying to get something moving forward with that. And obviously, they've, MLB's got the Shred Hate campaign. Uh, we're going to try and do uh, cabling or something along those lines and just kind of promote it as well because not only do kids in high school deal with it, kids in college deal with it, adults deal with it in the workplace, but we deal with it here in sports. So it's just it's not, it's our way of showing that no one is by themselves, that we're in this together, and, and we can go out there and try and eradicate uh, cyberbullying. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing it because, you know, in my line of work, we have such access to the fans, and sometimes, I mean, I've had my family threatened, I've had my kids threatened, and it's just, you know, the, the, the keyboard tough guys are out there, and they need to be stopped. So that's another wonderful thing you're yeah, doing. We got, well, I got a bunch of good responses, which is always good. So, I mean, it's nice knowing that, that I posted it out. Obviously, it's just the, the minute, like, group is just the ones that are all hateful and, and just mad at home behind a keyboard. But uh, the overall vibe of it was positive, and uh, it's exciting to be able to try and get that back and see – the responses that I'm getting on this, which is always nice. As my late father used to say, you're good people. We try. We try. I mean, obviously, there's always work to do. There's always better things we can do better, but we're trying to use this platform for as much good as we can. Appreciate the time. Good luck in the series. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. What a great guy Liam Hendricks is and his wife the same. Special, special people who want to make life better for everybody else. Really, really cool. Okay, so A's Cast Live, remember, for 7 o'clock games, we are going to be on at 4 o'clock. For games that are during the day, we'll be on after the day game, probably to about 7 o'clock. And then when we're in the central time zone or the eastern time zone, we'll be coming on about an hour before A's Total Access, which is our pregame show. And if you could... Now, obviously, if you're listening to this, you have A's Cast, but a lot of people are still trying to figure it out. And since you've downloaded it, you understand it. So when you're at the ballpark, if you can help people, that would be awesome. We would truly appreciate that. And you can always tell people, I'll put it on their phone, have them come out and see me, home games, out in the treehouse, I will help them out. We are building one incredible A's community day after day. And this thing's going to get so big, it's going to make you proud to be an A's fan because this is where you're going to get all of your A's information. This is the place to go. All right, that's going to do it for A's Unfiltered. Hopefully this road trip is a good one for the Oakland Athletics, and we'll see you back home at the Coliseum. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.